When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Sunday night after the Kings go to Madison Square Garden and lay their first egg of the season. They were shorthanded for sure, coming off the heels of their best win of the season against Cleveland. They took on a Knicks team that is starting to get it going, and man, did the Kings struggle in this game. Kings lose in New York 112-99, Morgan Reagan. The first time this season, the Kings have not scored 100 mm. points in a game. How are you doing on a Sunday? I'm okay. That was, it's, we've we've had so much good yeah. go on that it was just really tough seeing that one. But we knew it was going to happen at some point. It just stinks when it's like, man, it's against a team that not only did you think that was a winnable game going on this road trip, but also... They had their best guy who was on fire get ejected from that one. And we've seen the Kings come back uh, with less time than yeah. when that was. Randall gets ejected. Brunson leaves the game. The Kings had their chances but could not get anything going in this game. So 25 games in the season. The Kings are 14 and 11, which is great. 14 and 11 is great. And I would make the case that 25 games in, this is the first game you go, this was just a flat-out clunker. I mean, the other game that kind of jumps out to me was that first Warriors game in San Francisco where they were getting their asses kicked most of the night and then closed the gap late to make it a little more respectable. But since the Kings have been playing better basketball over the last, whatever, 15 games, really stringing together some nice moments, this is the first time where it just looked bad really from the start. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, from the start, right? It was like, I started saying on my hit on NBC tonight, I was like, man, not the way that you wanted that one to end. And I was like, not the way you wanted that one to start, really. And it was, uh, Knicks came out setting the tone with their physicality, out hustling guys, obviously rebounding. You look at the offensive boards and the amount of second chance opportunities that they created for their squad. Uh, just a great job by the Knicks who are playing some really good basketball right now. I just feel like the Kings have been playing so well together too, that it sucks that you finally had a game like that. Well, De'Aaron Fox did not play tonight. He Again, didn't. second straight game. He has missed Terrence Davis ended up returning after missing the last few games. Keegan Murray was on the injury report headed into the game. He was questionable with some thumb soreness. He had that wrapped up a bit, but he did play tonight. Uh, it just from the start, it was bad. You know, Mike Brown had to call one of those early timeouts, 11 13 into the game, or not 11 13, 11 13 on the clock in the first quarter. He calls a timeout, defensive breakdown. And usually the Kings respond pretty well after yeah. that. But man, Randall killed him tonight. Julius Randall killed him. And it was one of those things where he is the type of guy that, man, he could just get so red hot. I didn't have a problem with some of the threes he was taking when he's like off balance. It was contested, but some of it was just him imposing his will on the team. That's, I mean, that's exactly it. And you saw what I thought was great. The Kings tried making their adjustments early on in that second half, throwing the double on him, but he still did a fantastic job with his timing and understanding what guy was cutting, what guy was open, uh, just breaking it down a little bit too easy. And, and, What's wild about this, I, I wouldn't 
be able to say this about the Kings defense um, for years now is that they're better than that, you know? Yeah, they had so many breakdowns tonight defensively. But honestly, the offense was just so bad. It was so bad. And partly, I think, one issue they're having without Fox, and I saw it last game. There's a couple times for as well as Davion played last game defensively, Sabonis is trying to encourage guys, like, push the ball. The Kings were not playing with any type of pace. And then I thought the starting group was missing a ton of shots. Like, Kevin Herter got off to another dreadful start in this game. He ends up hitting some shots late. But he goes 6 of 16, 2 of 9 from 3. Then Monk, 3 of 15, 2 of 8 from 3. Those shooting numbers kill you. I thought the starters were able to generate good looks, and they missed. So that's one thing. I thought the bench was awesome awful tonight i agree and it was monk it was davis i don't know if it was what the knicks were doing i'm going to give the knicks credit they're playing much better defense right now over the last four but like you're playing into their hands if you're just playing so quick that you're taking the first shot how many times do we see bad shots by monk and davis no paint touches whatsoever super frustrating to see right i mean because everyone's trying to work their ass off on the defensive end and then when that happens on the offensive end it just is deflating as a team it's not the right shot to take now when monk is going off in certain games and he's feeling red hot and then you see him have that little heat check and he still misses it. You go, okay, I get it, but don't let it happen again. Play some team basketball. It was happening in these times of, okay, we just need to be the hero and we just need to get this first shot off. And usually that happens when guys are tired, fatigued legs or fatigued mind, but you're going into your third game of this road trip and I just don't see how that was going to be the case in this one. I think if anything, it was just like the Knicks did a really good job of taking them out of their game, but then also having guys on the offensive end not stay disciplined and play all the way through. That was the other thing that they were just like standing in their own ways. King shot under 40%. Yeah. They were 10 of 39 from three. They got to the free throw line and shot 35 free throws. They missed 12 of them. And who were the culprits? Barnes missed three. He missed three last game. So bonus for, I thought, as good as he was tonight, you missed five free throws. Uh-huh. The, the, it's just, those are momentum plays, right? Especially when you just need, you're struggling offensively. One one thought process that coaches always say, people say, hey, just get to the line and, and get a shot to fall. Maybe uh. it gets you going. That wasn't the case tonight. Didn't, and it just, it, it was one of those games that you're just like, they're not doing anything well right now. Didn't Barnes even miss his free throw after uh, Randall got t- ejected? Yeah, he missed a technical. Yeah. yeah. And in those moments, right? Where it's like, this, even that could be a little bit of a swing play or a momentum builder as the dogs battle behind us more physicality going on behind us than there was in tonight's games from the Sacramento Kings uh defense and from their offense honestly yeah I I think when you look at the free throws but then you also look at the offense and the motion that wasn't there but then defensively I understand it was going to be hard battling for the boards tonight the Knicks do a good job uh with their offensive rebounding yeah one of the best in the league at offensive rebounding they did too good of a job tonight. It's like they it wasn't a point of emphasis for the Kings because they had to not only worry about Brunson in the way that he's able to get into the paint, but also then had to worry about Julius Randle early on. And it was like their mind was just everywhere. They couldn't execute one thing great. <laughs> just some of these numbers you're looking at going, man. And then going back to the bench, when you don't get anything from your bench and you're, you're already shorthanded, and then your starters are missing shots. Tough. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I think Monk ends up with 12 points in this game, but I mean, I don't think anyone's going to look at his game and say it was a good game. I thought he had some better moments later in the game where he started to attack. Yes. And that's what I think Monk has to make sure to have that balance. Look, Malik is one of those guys that it, he can be super frustrating at times, but when he gets hot, it's like, let's go, you know? But the best version of Malik Monk is the guy that's being able to create for others that's attacking the paint, and then also hitting his shots. When he's playing kind of at all the levels, Mm -hmm. it's great. I felt like tonight it was like this desperation of, hey, we're kind of struggling. I'm going to come in and give us a a lift. Let me just launch a quick three. One assist 
for Malik Monk tonight. And I think his playmaking ability yeah. has, uh, it doesn't get talked about enough, but you see tonight it wasn't there and it's been on a consistent level. Like he's been doing a great job with that. And usually his playmaking ability starts with the way that he attacks the paint. So if he's seeing the open guy, he's going to dish the open guy, but if he doesn't, then he's going to get crafty and do what he needs to do to finish at the rack. You weren't seeing that. You were seeing a lot of settling uh, from him and, with Deer and Fox out, they needed one other guy to step up. Especially if, I mean, Sabonis still finished with, you know, 20 points, 12 rebounds. And, and four assists. And four assists, yeah. yeah. And even for him, it was like, you just didn't see this pure dominance uh, like you've seen in some... I thought there were stretches where he got Robinson to foul trouble, went right at Hardenstein. Uh, that's why I'm like not fully saying you know, you didn't see him play dominant tonight because it just wasn't fully consistent, but there was only so much he could do play after play, possession after possession. It was like, okay, who's going to help me out a little bit? And I would say the only other guy that really, um, well, no, two other guys. I would say Harrison Barnes had some nice, strong moves, but then really Keegan Murray hitting some of his outside shots again. Uh, he's just been solid the last couple games for the Kings. I think... Keegan has really put it together. Now. Yeah. And that's the most encouraging. I know his final numbers at the end, he took some shots to trying to, you know, late the game, whatever the game seemed out of reach at that point, but he finished with 18 points, seven rebounds, six of 15 shooting. He was three of eight from three and he was three of four from the free throw line. Um, yeah. What do you think the issue is with the pace? And I think you, is it just simply De'Aaron Fox isn't playing? Is it what is it the Knicks defense? Why did the Kings struggle so much in that situation? Really, in some of the game against Cleveland, uh -huh. and then tonight, Knicks weren't. It's not like the Knicks were stopping the ball right away every single every single possession. Right? It's when you have a guy in De'Aaron Fox who has the confidence and the identity of, hey, I push the shit out of the ball no matter what, and this is how it's going to be. It's it's on a different level. And then Davion Mitchell comes in. It's not his identity, but also pushing the pace is just something with having the athletic ability to push the pace and to have the confidence to push the pace, right? And I think he's has the athletic ability and the speed, obviously not as fast as Deer and Fox, but I don't think he has the confidence to push it. I think sometimes he gets indecisive if he pushes it up too fast and he's not thinking, okay, where do I need to go next, right? When really you just got to make sure that you're examining the whole floor as you're pushing it up and already kind of know what you want to do before it's even there. Your guys should be running your lane so you have the outside guys, uh, obviously beyond the arc or wherever that may be. Maybe your bigs running down the middle with you or even trailing behind, but either way have confidence with what you're going to do when you push the ball. But yes, I would say that has been the biggest issue. So you talk about the rebounding in this game too. uh, 55, 41 Knicks in this game. Um, RJ Barrett had 27 points, nine rebounds, six assists. I felt like he had too many straight line drives where he was able to get to the basket <laughs> At ease. Well, they tried angling and making him go right because that's his off arm, offhand. And it was like, it still wasn't working. You were giving him too much of an open lane. He's an NBA player. He can still finish on the right side. And then Randall had 27 at halftime. And he was getting it going. He ends up finishing with 27. Eight rebounds, nine of 20 shooting, three of 11 from three. But I think I had the halftime box here because I want to see what it was at halftime. At halftime, Randall was 9 of 16, 3 of 8 from 3 with 27 points. You know, second half, they did throw more doubles at him. But I just felt like they didn't execute that right either. They didn't. There was no communication. And then they were giving up lobs. You know, Mitchell Robinson had a couple of easy looks. They had one where Randall did a great job getting it to R.J. Barrett, who lobbed it up to Robinson. And it it, it felt like some of the defensive breakdowns that we, we've seen in previous years with the Kings were like, oh, you're throwing the double and then you're giving up something else? Like, this is not the defense that's on a string that we've seen over those last 15 games. Consistently yeah. giving up something, right? Like, not learning from your last mistake. And I honestly thought they should have stopped doubling him because he was clearly out of a rhythm at that point. And, you know, he's one of those guys that can get hot and go ice cold, uh -huh. but he's first-team all-confidence. So Randall's going to keep launching him. Yeah. And he was launching some really questionable shots. I'm like, 
Back off of him. You're getting killed on the double team. He's out of rhythm now. Yeah, it, it's. I feel like the the Kings, like their their brains, just weren't clicking at a high high pace tonight. Like yeah, with, with yeah. their decisions, even happens, on the defensive too. end, it, and that's it. It's like I, I'm not disappointed, but man. When Randall got ejected, I was like, this is the time to capitalize. Well, and that was huge because it's at the 335 mark of the third quarter, and it's 85-70. 15-point game it's, at that point. It's there for the taking. And I, Randall was so upset after some contact, he goes down. That and was weird. he was begging for a technical. Yeah. So he got the technical. His teammates did zero favors. Like, Stop him. He then goes to the next official yeah. and just gets tossed. And you're yeah. going... What are you doing? I, like I, someone's got to grab him, pull him away because he's too important to what they do. That was that that was shocking yeah. to me. I think that was shocking to everyone because it was like, even for him, you got what you wanted. You got teed up like you were asking for, but then you just kept going knowing you were going to get ejected after you were just out there having an incredible first half with your team. So then that happens, Zeus. But later on, I forget, I don't know what time and maybe if you have it or not, but when Jalen Brunson goes down with that ankle because De'Aaron, uh, not De'Aaron, uh, Davion Mitchell goes up for the layup and just lands weird on Jalen Brunson's yeah. ankle. Even when that happened, I'm like, okay, still a lot of time left in this game. Two of their best guys are out. And even when they were out, their defense still looked the exact same. They could never find a flow to it. Yeah. Just one of those ugly ass games that you wish you could have because you you get this one you're feeling really good about the road trip right you yeah get two, two and one you're you know you, you win one without Fox another one without Fox that would have been crucial and this one's tough you know at the same time it's crazy a week ago I'm watching the Knicks play the Mavericks they're killing the Mavs and they get destroyed in the third <laughs> quarter giving up 41 points I'm like this Knicks team what the hell this is at home this happens yeah and they end up losing big. But since that point, this Knicks team is playing some good basketball. Like, they are playing pretty good defense in this game. They were making life more challenging. I think the Kings definitely let them off the hook, no doubt about it. But you look at their last four games, they held Cleveland to 81 points. <laughs> they held the Hawks to 89 points. The Hornets scored 102. And then tonight, the Kings score a season low for the first time this season, under 100 points, 99. So... I mean, in today's game, holding a team around 100 points is incredible. The fact that the Knicks have held a couple of teams in the 80s over the last four games yeah. seems like they're starting to find a little something, in, in this stretch at least. Yeah, they, they seem... Talk about a team that seems really into it in the paint, where it, whether it's crashing the boards or just battling for the loose ball down there, they're winning because... They're putting a full effort in. And not to say that the Kings aren't game after game, but tonight they were just being out-hustled. They were being out-muscled by this Knicks team. And I think it's too one of those, you know, if you're going to have an off night offensively, then you better be super locked in defensively. So totally. That's and, it. Well, I mean, that's all there is to it. And that's why I had hope even at the end of this one, Deuce, because we saw what happened in that Cavs game and how defense was the thing that brought them back into that one. Okay, we can't make all of our shots, but we're going to do this defensively. Tonight, it was one of those nights. They just didn't have it. And I feel good that this far into the season, I'm only saying that about this game so far and maybe that Celtics game. Couple other things we should get to. Uh, Kevin Herter tonight. He missed a ton of shots early. Ends up six of sixteen, two of nine from three. He did have six assists. He did have a couple of steals and um, three rebounds. Um, I think he did a better job trying to make something happen inside, but it just seems. And he left last game against Cleveland with some shoulder stiffness, and then he yeah. came back in. Whatever happened. He had strung together a couple of good games in a row. Again, it just seems like a lot of his stuff is short. And it's the same looks he was getting from Sabonis early in the season. I know teams are paying more attention. I still watched it, watching still him tonight. Open. I'm like, he got great looks. Yeah, Sabonis is getting him open on that dribble handoff. He's still finding ways to curl off screens and get open, find his space from defense. It's not, you know, it's not a Steph Curry situation where guys are just like stuck on him in his face. And uh, that's been the biggest problem. I... I I was like trying to look at his some of his missed shots tonight and go, what's the issue? It everything looks pretty good, but when he's making his shots, 
His body language, obvious for obvious reasons, looks a little different. But also it's the way that he looks so much more smooth all the way through with his shot. And I say that about a lot of guys. When you see them missing, look at the way that they follow through all in one motion. I De'Aaron did it all last year where it was just always like a little bit of a stoppage in between him and uh, shooting all the way up. But then Keegan Murray had that in that time when he looked like he was losing some confidence. And then Kevin Herter looks pretty good. It just doesn't look as smooth as yeah. we were seeing when he was making all the shots. Brown had a tough time with the bench too in the second half because that first stint, they were so bad. Delhi plays 11 minutes in that first half and it just, it, not, it did not look good. You know, you look at Delhi against Cleveland, he had some nice defensive moments. It was fine. He definitely had some defensive breakdowns too, trying to deal with Garland. Tonight, it wasn't good for him. He only plays two and a half minutes in the second half. Um, Monk ended up playing 16 in the second half. Davis plays six in the second half, five for Metu, five for Lyles. It ends up just being a heavy starting lineup game because it seemed like that was the only group that was getting into any type of flow offensively. They were mm -hmm. still able to create good looks. They were just missing them. I wonder if Brown thinks about something else with the deli minutes. And, you know, you don't want to overreact. You want to trust a vet. But Keon Ellis is on this trip. And I'm not saying that Keon Ellis is your backup point guard because, you know, he, he's not necessarily a point guard. He has been handling the ball a lot more, bringing it up, initiating things for Stockton when he's played. But I just think about, you know, a guy who's going to come in, good defender. He I Here's what I do know. He's been able to shoot in the G League and in Summer League. It's a 40% three-point shooter. And he maybe, can defend. Maybe give him a little love and have Malik Monk bring up the ball. The other criticism I would have is tonight, I didn't like when he went to the bench. He played all five guys on the bench at the same Together. time. Together, yeah. Especially without Fox, to me, you need to have someone out there, whether it's HB or Sabonis. That's taking control. Or even Keegan, except I don't even know if that's the right answer. It's probably HB or Sabonis. Two guys that can get you something when you need it, taking control, as you mentioned, and that means you got to stagger minutes a bit. That's something, yeah, because I, I would like to see that more with Davion Mitchell taking control because I think even if he became a guy out there that wasn't being that top scorer but still commanding things on the offensive end, whether it was with pushing the pace or getting the motion offense going the right way, I need to see that type of game build from him. But um, for Delhi, uh, when you talk about Keon Ellis. Yeah. What do you I, think about that? I, and again, I know it's different, right? Delhi is been a point guard in the NBA. I'm not saying that um, Keon Ellis is. He gives you something different. He can handle a little bit. I know he could shoot and he's a pest offensively. You know, I, I don't know if I'm there yet after a loss like this. Too, because I think the guys that you have out there consistently are the guys that you just need to keep building. Just like I'm saying with Davion Mitchell and, and his efficiency and his minutes. And I think with Delhi, he's someone that not only has proven on his resume what he can do in the NBA, but you're seeing with the Kings also what he's been able to add when things are down. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Well, I'm curious what Mike Brown has to say tonight. Let's uh, listen to some Mike Brown after uh, the Kings lose to the Knicks. In New York, uh, we didn't have an answer for uh, Julius. Julius kind of had had his way with us. Um, big, strong player, and we didn't uh, do it. We didn't execute anything we talked about executing going into the game. So he he got us on our heels, and and then Brunson had a good game, and RJ had a good game, and you know Mitchell Robinson was a monster on the boards, and we didn't do what we were supposed to do with him on the weak side. Uh, so you, you got to give their whole team from Tibbs and the coaching staff to their, their players on down credit because they kicked my behind and all other coaches and players in our locker rooms behind today. Um, we obviously have to do a better job at the free throw line. Uh, we're struggling from the free throw line. And although this game wasn't close, we got there enough. And, uh, you know, for us to leave 12 on the, on the, on the table, it's tough, especially on the road. Uh, so we got to do a little bit better job in that area going forward, and and uh, we'll 
Got to get ready to go get the next one. But uh, give the Knicks a lot of credit. They did what they were supposed to do to win the game. And uh, we didn't play well, but they had something to do with it. Yeah, for sure. You know, when when we can't generate offense, um, or like uh, a night like tonight, you know, to have a guy uh, they can go generate it or give your your guys some easy looks, give you guys some confidence, and then maybe you know, De- De'Aaron's capable of going off for thirty at any time, just like Julius or Jalen or you know, an RJ every once in a while, I guess. So. It's a great question. I, I don't know yet, you know, because this is my first time around with this team. We're a young team, and this team, uh, we haven't really won at a high level as a group or even as uh, individually. And so for us to be in a situation where we're out for a while and we're going into people's buildings, uh, it would be interesting to see how we respond. But, that, you know, I, for me, I was interested to see how we do on this long trip uh, to begin with. And, you know, maybe by the end of the trip, I'll be able to answer that a little bit better. Uh, he just got, got to where he wanted to, you, you know. Um, we, we were supposed to send a double team. We didn't go, <laughs> you know. And then when we did go, uh, we didn't keep Mitchell off the weak side. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he did what he, was, what he wanted to do out there. And, and you know, it felt like he hit eight threes. But, uh, you know, when I look, he, he only hit three, you know. When, so when he... When he makes his threes on top of, you know, getting to the paint and all that other stuff, uh, he could be a load. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, one of the things we said, you know, New York does a great job protecting the paint. And I thought time and time again, we just took some tough shots. We drove in the paint and took some tough shots, whether we tried to lay it up over Mitchell and he blocked it or – we took just tough, contested fadeaways in the paint instead of just spraying the ball. You know, when we spray the ball, we're usually at our best. And uh, I thought uh, we, we didn't spray it uh, uh, in, t- in a timely manner like, like we have in the past, which makes it tough. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, we've been trending up most of the season, and uh, we've taken a couple steps back. Uh, you know, I, tonight, obviously, we took a step backwards, and not, not just because of loss. Sometimes in some of the wins, too, uh, you could take steps backwards, and some, in some of the losses, uh, you could take steps forward. Because I, I thought some of our early losses, even though we started out 0-4, each game we were getting a little bit better, you know. So uh, if, if you throw out tonight's game, uh, I'm okay where we are. But uh, we still, it's a long season. We got to keep working. Uh, and if, if we don't, if we stop working, we, we'll be in trouble, you know. So there is Mike Brown after the Kings lost to the Knicks. I still felt like they didn't get inside the paint enough. I do feel like they settled too much. I know you said, hey, we, you know, we took some tough shots. They definitely took some tough shots mm-hmm. in there. And it's tough when Mitchell Robinson is out there. I thought they also did a good job attacking those guys, too, where sure. Sabonis got his ass in foul trouble. Sabon- I mean, Robinson did foul out of this game, too. Yeah. No, and, and that's who you wanted yeah. to get out of there, especially with the way that he was dominating on the boards and just making life a little bit harder for everyone. But even when Mike Brown was talking about De'Aaron Fox and I think the question was something about him not being there and what he could have contributed tonight. It's just that extra confidence in that threat that you have, right? It's not just the pace. It's not just a, a leader out there and we've seen what he can do now from the outside. But when you don't have things going on from the outside, you know, De'Aaron Fox can get into the paint. I'm so glad that he is resting, uh, that he is, going to be hopefully a hundred percent when he comes back because not having that from Dearn also has been something that just for the Kings like has screwed with their identity a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, even when he was in there playing, of course he didn't have that same pop, but you also know like he can be a threat. He can make it. The the defenses think a little bit. Yeah. Like he can still show that burst. So 
obviously having him in out there is rough. Next up, Morgan Reagan, the 76ers. Hey, uh, Three games left on this trip. So you're one okay. and two. Okay. Fox has missed the last two. Who knows if he's going to be able to go on Wednesday when they're in Philly. Then that's the first night of a back-to-back. Then they go to Toronto. The trip ends against the Pistons. Embiid, Morgan. He's good. Tonight, 53-12-3. and Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, against the Lakers in that overtime game, 38-12-5. and Against Houston, a loss. It was the Rockets in double overtime. Uh, he had 39-7. and Against Memphis, he had 35-11-8. Against Cleveland, a 19-point game. But look at this stretch. We're talking about 38 and 7, 32, 9 and 6, 32, 11 and 8, 59, 11, 8 assists, 7 blocks. Yikes. Talk about the uh, troubles they had against Julius Randle tonight. And it's going to look like that, but even more. Well, and if Fox isn't playing, <laughs> you just, the one thing you worry about is Sabonis uh, staying out of foul trouble. Oh, yeah. Because that, I mean, Right there. Here's my thing with it, Deuce. You just got... No, I'm not acting like this is the answer to stopping him. You just have to be peskier than hell. And with that, when Sabonis is not in, if it's met to, even if, even if Mike Brown goes deeper into his bench to Alex Len or Rashawn Holmes... And Alex Len missed tonight's game with a non-COVID-related illness. Yeah, so, like, let's just say he's not going to play. So, let's just say it is Rashawn Holmes. I mean, you should be just making life hard by being super physical. Even if you're getting called for a couple of fouls, it gets a bonus sometime on the bench. Um, doesn't get him the fouls. You're making, tiring someone out. Yeah, you got to make him work. That's you know, that's it. the biggest thing with him. You got to make him work. You want to make him try to defend you in space. Get out and push the tempo. Problem is, without Fox, it's a little more challenging to push the tempo. Uh, tonight, they had, they had mentioned 53-12, three assists for Embiid on 20 of 32. You mentioned it earlier. He made all 11 of his free throws. Um, Harden tonight, 19.16 assists, Oof. nine rebounds on six of 12. Now, they also played on a, Hornet, uh, a Hornets team that is awful. Sure. They're now 7-20 on the year. But look at Harden coming back right yeah. away. and I mean, wow, and just... He still played 38 minutes, too. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But no maxi right now for the Sixers. Great. Either. One less um, really good defender. Oh, <laughs> uh, Let's get to the poll question. People watching us live right now, if you are here, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. We're closing in on 9,000 subs. Um, the question, Morgan, did tonight's loss make you change your opinion on the team? Oh, what are people saying? The options. Nope. Not at all. These games happen. Okay. A little concerning, but I'm fine. And yes, Kangs. (laughs) Where do you fall on this, Morgan? Uh, I voted for nope, not at all. These games happen. Well, 60% of the people who have voted thus far say yes, uh, not worried at all. These games happen. Uh 32% say a little concerning, but I'm fine. And 8% said 
Yeah, Kangs. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that that percentage of people feel that low after a loss like this. Because look at the game, the loss against the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, it just felt so different than tonight. And this was the first real stinker of the season. So that's why I'm not. Um, I'm not down on it, but I think each game for me, it's truly, okay, how do you respond? Yeah, yeah. and this was like, how are you going to respond from a win? And this is, you know, you got to execute the right way. Big John says, I'm telling you, last night was Saturday in New York. These fools went out partying. Keegan stayed home and played video games because he learned from the big booty rip clubs from Atlanta. Oh, God. Big John. (laughs) 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 I I don't think... I don't think Keegan went out last night. I'm going to no. go ahead and say he did not go out last night. I don't. We always like to blame that stuff on that. I'm telling you, some of these younger guys, I'm not going to say everybody, but some of the young guys in the league, don't, they just don't go out and party. Dude, there's This like, generation's a little different. It's so different. I know there's so, like high schoolers and everything where it's this, the Gen Zers, they don't drink like back in my day when we did in high school which nobody should be doing under 21 keegan had like too many oreos last night he went a little wild with the oreos dipping them in milk (laughs) no we should talk about more about keegan for a second because it does seem like he is getting to the point where you're like oh this is what we saw early in the season and it's not just knocking down shots i i I don't believe he's going to start knocking down shots again yeah he is just moving well defensively, I, too. That's what I was excited to talk about. How about the, when he went vertical yes. on Brunson? Yes. And dude. Brunson went, that was tough fall, by the way, for Brunson. Oh, yeah. No, I'm glad he was okay. Um, and Brunson's just a tough guy. But but I thought Keegan did great a few times uh, in playing in team defense, playing some individual defense, on ball defense. Um, just a really smart guy, but... You can tell how coachable he is because there's so many times he is just vertical with people. He is straight up just trying to make sure to make everyone's life harder if they're going to come into the paint. And that's exactly what you want to see. Now, I also like it too because he does have that competitive side. So he's not afraid to be aggressive. He's not afraid to try and strip a ball away either, but he's really disciplined with that. Uh, His last stretch of games here, Morgan, his last five games... Uh, just under 17 points a game, four rebounds, a block. He's shooting 60%, including 55% from three-point land. Wow. And the Kings are three and two during that stretch. Okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. I love. And now I after this, this struggle, he is um, seven games in a row now in double figures for him. Hell yeah. And I just, I love the way that this team kept trusting him and his ability, especially in that starting lineup. I mean, think about the times that we had to question, okay, when is he not going to start? Are things going to be changing? Is Mike Brown going to be changing it up? No, you got to keep running with it, especially when you know what you have. Mike Brown knows exactly what he has. After that Milwaukee game, he sounded so disappointed in so many different things when you and I were still talking about all the great things that happened in that loss. Uh, They responded to what he said with the win over the Cavs. And then tonight, I'm curious what he's going to be telling them in that locker room. All right, Morgan, it seems like any time the Kings lose the chat, there's more people talking about, hey, we should trade for this guy or trade this guy. Get rid of this guy. Where are you going? Where I'm going is today, Bleacher Report had a couple of nuggets today about okay. a couple of guys. Okay. In the Sacramento Kings were mentioned in these articles. It doesn't mean they're in talks with them. It is, they're just being mentioned. Throw it at me. Pink is from Bleacher Report. Talking about Kuzma's future. Kyle okay. Kuzma, who the Kings almost traded for. Kuzma thought he was coming to Sacramento. Uh-huh. I mean, he he literally thought he was coming to Sacramento on that Buddy yeah. Heel trade. Talking to Fox about being here, all of that. Anyway, he's in Washington now, having a pretty good season. Uh, they write Kuzma is a flight risk and precisely the kind of player many rebuilding teams would covet in free agency. He could be a top five free agent this offseason, at worst top 10. Quote, he wants out, an NBA source said. He's looking for over $20 million a season in a big market or with a contender, end quote. Kuzma is believed to still be on the Kings radar after they missed out on him in 2021 when the Lakers traded uh, him to Washington instead of Sacramento. Uh, the article notes that the Kings can't trade a first-round pick until 2028 due to protections on the Kevin Herter deal, uh-huh. but they could build around Harrison Barnes with a dis- distant pick 
and or a prospect like Davion Mitchell. Wow. Very Now, that last line is a suggestion by, he's taking some liberties here. Obviously. The big thing is he is hearing that the Kings still have interest in Kyle Kuzma, which isn't exactly surprising. A guy who's got size, athletic, and can score. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think, I think when all of that was going down, there's so many people being like, oh, Kyle Kuzma is lightweight this, or he's, you know. I like him. Uh, no, but that's my point is yeah. I, I do too. It's not about him being that that piece that changes everything, but he could be a solid piece to plug in with this type of style of play, these type of guys, younger. But the buy-in has to be in there too for him because sometimes with Kuzma, I think he looks in the mirror and sees... Rockstar. Like he's I'm an icon. Mick Jagger. Like I'm being held back. I'm, yes. I'm a star. I think he's a good player. I agree. I think he is a good player. Now, I, I think the other thing with all these trade rumors, I'm going to get to the next part too. Okay. Let me just get to that part first. Do and it. I, we'll, we'll sum it all up. Okay. Uh, they also had a little piece about a potential Toronto Raptors rebuild. I don't know, man. The Raptors, I know they've been up and down. The Kings are going to see them on this road trip, but they said Siakam and Ananobi are under contract through 23-24. Ananobi can opt into 24-25. If the Raptors are to change direction... This is very broad. Some around the league. This is a DMZ, Morgan. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give this a DMZ. This is too much okay. rumor. Okay. Could Masai blow it up? The Raptors have short arms. What are they going to do? <laughs> Wait, why? That's funny, but why? I don't know. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, if the Raptors are to change directions, some around the league believe now would be the time. As oh. players tend to draw less in return when they are on expiring contracts. The list of teams interested in Siakam and Ananobi, especially OG, Van Vliet, and Trent, is varied, likely including Get out. <laughs> the Warriors, Heat, Minnesota, Indiana, the Lakers, the Suns, Kings, and Nets, among others. No okay. shit. Okay, okay. I'm going to, I love a good rumor. Uh -huh. You know me, I love a rumor. Love a good rumor. Could we just say that line might be the biggest trick? If they move, decide to move on, these four players could draw interest from like 75% of the league. <laughs> That's it. Is that the news? Player like Pascal Siakam available? Team's interested. Boo. Boo. <laughs> that does nothing for me because that means, I mean, it's like, there's still guys after Kevin Durant. Like that's a December trade rumor right there. Like, yeah, uh, Kuzma could want out. Well, Sacramento's been interested in him before. Bet they're still interested. Hey, some guys in the Raptors could be available. Um, like someone like OG and Pascal Siakam, I feel like we've talked about them before in year, years past with Sacramento. Oh, yes. The Especially thing, when Rico Hines was here. The thing with Masai Ujiri is he makes great moves most of the time and he scares the hell out of me i would be so scared to deal with masai ujiri but if you're giving up someone like og who's having a great year could be on the all defensive team this year the way he's playing and siakam who when healthy can be an all nba guy mm. you're not gonna just give those guys away like if you're getting okay let's just play this if masai ujiri is like yeah sacramento you want og okay um, who are you going to give me? Um, you know what? I'm going to give you an expiring Harrison Barnes. Uh, uh, what the? Uh, uh, what the? <laughs> just say to me, Monty. Exactly. Like, you're not going to say. <laughs> you're not going to say De'Aaron Fox. You're not going to say Sabonis. You know what he's going to say? You're not going to say Kevin Herter. No, you know what he's going to say? What is he going to say? I want Keegan Murray. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to give up Keegan Murray. Like, and, and the only reason why I even throw Harrison Barnes in there is because of his expiring contract. And we've, the poor guy yeah. has been in the talks no matter what is going on in I, Sacramento. You know, and I think it's so early to start talking about trade stuff in general, right? The Kings are 25 games in. They're 14 and 11. I'm all about making sure that you're aggressive and understanding, like, what this team needs. And I think we're all kind of aware what this team lacks, you know? Um I do say, I will say that I think that it's like a fine line. You know, I think looking for more moves on the fringes 
right? That could that could add a piece for depth purposes may be the best route. I don't know what the big move would be. You know, like honestly, like I don't anticipate they're going to make a Sabonis like move during this season. And maybe I'm dead wrong. I guess my whole point is you do have to be kind of careful because when you put in a new piece, it doesn't all come together right away. And I think this team's trying to win now and, and get to the playoffs. And the wrong move, I think, can set you back. And you look at what they did years ago yeah. with Shumpert. You know, um, I have a different view on that. I know, I know. It, there's no denying that he was important for their chemistry. And if you're Sacramento, if you kind of mess with what you have going on by moving on from a pivotal piece, it could really set you back in some ways. Yeah, and but setting you back this season rather than setting you back, as long as it's not setting you back for the future, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it just depends on what your expectations are for this season. I, I, you know how I feel. I would be stunned if the Kings went from what they did last year to just a playoff team this yeah. year, well, right? And now if they play in, play in to me, I'm like, whoa, my everybody, Morgan's saying, I can see playing now. That's good. I say that. I, I've said that since the beginning of the season. Right. So can you, all right, I don't want to go here because this is where we get I get irritated with you because mm -hmm. they're 25 games in, they're 14 and 11. If they keep playing the defense they've kind of been playing over this stretch, coming into today's game, I believe they're 17th in defensive rating, 17th with their offense. If they're healthy, I think they have a chance at the playoffs. That playoffs. That that's fine and fair, but also here's my here's what we always well we don't always talk about you guys. What the you you think other teams are just going to sit around at the trade no, deadline no. and go? Mm, oh, and we're not going to do anything. To your larger point, like Thank you. someone like OG Pascal Siakam available, teams are lining up to right. try to get those guys because they could help out. Yeah, I even think about the Lakers and I'm like, what well, are they really just going to keep it as is and like go along with this the rest of the season? Please come on. And I and I say that because Anthony Davis is was on a tear for yeah, a little bit, yeah. and obviously you still have LeBron James on that team. The Western Conference, we always talk about what the Kings adjustments could be, but other teams making adjustments could also hurt this King's chances uh, to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. And that's just always where my brain goes. I'm yeah, and, so but, sorry. I mean, I don't think the Kings are going to stand pat either when the time comes. The other thing, too, I think, you know, I, I, I bet on Keegan continuing to get better. I do, I think too. Keegan's going to, and that could... We talk so much about this internal development matters too, right? You can get better with from within sometimes just throughout a season. So, I don't know. That's kind of my hope. I just thought I had to read those rumors because I thought they were funny. Love the I second mean, rumor on. especially. Loved it. Every team in the NBA is looking at every player. Wow. Thank you. Oh, what is up, Jamie? Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Good. Good. What's up? Nothing much. Today was... Uh, oh, your phone's cutting out a lot, Jamie. Yeah, the... the, the uh, oh, when go. the game tonight was very ugly. Very ugly. Yeah. I was disappointed because I, I was really hoping that we could uh, just walk all over the Knicks and get a win, but they have been playing some good basketball recently, so... Yeah... These games are going to happen throughout a year. I just, you know, you just don't want this to turn into something longer and you clean it up. You know, this is, mm -hmm. we knew that this road trip was going to be challenging to begin with. And you, you know, yeah. you're not to the point where you can look, overlook teams. I think it also changes. You know, you asked me a week ago, like I mentioned earlier, when I saw the way the Knicks lost to the Mavericks and I looked ahead to this road trip, I'm like, all right, well, the Kings can beat the Knicks and the Pistons, no problem. Well, what do you know? What changes? Hey, Fox is hurt. Guys didn't play well. Davis, I know he played tonight. <clears throat> Davis had a tough fall tonight, too. Yeah. And he's got a back thing going on. You know, like, hurt her shoulder. But, you got Keegan. The guys are banged up, too. So it's the point of the year where you're fighting through stuff just like any other team, and it's it's challenging. Well, it's that, too. And before sometimes you, you hit a road trip, there's other teams that are finding their momentum, finding yeah. their identity or or just some rhythm that is working for them. And, and the Knicks are one of those teams as the Kings headed into this road trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So bonus played well tonight, though, with like the 20, 12, and 4. That was good. But Well, Jamie, what are, what are we going to do about his free throws? Oh. 
that was that was bad. Do, do you I make your free like, throws? Yeah. You do. What what how, yeah. what would your percentage be if you're a guess? Mm, I don't know. Maybe like seventy five. Maybe I don't know. Okay. I mean okay. that's not great. Okay. You gotta, Jamie, you got you to get better at it. It's fine. We'll, we'll oh work God. on it. All right, Jamie. Well, you, you have a good night, all right? Thank you. You too. Bye, Bye Jamie. Also, it's kind of weird against the bonus is free throw number. So 6 of 11 tonight uh, against Cleveland, 8 of 14. But then before that, 4 of 4, 6 of 6, 2 of 3. You, you just so casually just dropped like you got to get better at your free throws. Yeah. Bluntly. Like, what, what kind of, what, what was that? I mean, 75%. We got to get better than that. <laughs> I mean, Sabonis is at 73. I mean, we can't be talking about his. No, Sabonis is at 74%. Jamie's at 75. Uh, Honestly, the other guy that throws me off this year with free throws, Kevin Herter. Uh, Kevin Herter was three of six. Kevin Herter coming into this season was an 80% free throw shooter. Now he's at like 70. Shout. Shout. Yeah. I was trying to just. Shout. Jamie was just on. I didn't want to just drop shit. What, what is it though? About his free throw? I don't know. I, it's just so weird. I just don't... I, I struggle with people who can shoot it, like, especially for long stretches. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it's like, hey, you know every game he's going to miss a couple. But like some of these guys will go like 10 games in a row. Barnes doesn't miss a free throw. And then he'll go like seven games in a row where he's missing four games. Like, what is happening? It's got to be a mental thing because I mean... Back in my day when I used to play, I remember <laughs> when I, I could shoot the hell out of the ball. But on yeah. the free throw line when I was missing, it was... I would, you guys, I was just like in my own head all the time. Like yeah. I just never had the ability to be mentally strong on the court, which screwed with me, but that, or you're really just fatigued and that what doesn't seem, doesn't seem to be the case. So I'm going to go with something just like mentally screwing with them. Uh, not KJJK says, I want Kuz or Siakam. Lack of size is a legitimate problem and you need to be aggressive. I love Harrison. I really love Davion, but you got to do what you got to do. Well, with those two names you mentioned, I mean, Kuzma is the name to me that's much more gettable because he's got that option year. Um, but yeah. Siakam, like you're not getting Siakam, in my opinion, which is Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. Like you're, and giving, and you can't even give up a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Keegan Murray is that's who Masai Ujiri would want. Like, and I, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't want to give up Keegan Murray at this no. point. I, I don't think. Look how so. you had to get rid of Tyrese Halliburton to get. Yeah. DeMontis Sabonis, right? It's like you got to give up good to get really good. And that's why it was funny when we started mentioning Kyle Kuzma. Some people were like, no, pass on Kuz. But it's like you're being a little dramatic, I'll say, because there is a lot of good about him too. But yeah, it's more gettable. Adam says, am I right thinking they are lacking another true big? Offensive boards and second chance points are killing me. I just want someone besides Sabonis, another brute down low. Yeah, I mean... They they've been better in those categories for the whole season, but it when it when it's bad for this group on offensive rebounds and second chance points, man, do you notice? And tonight was a good example of that. Uh, the Knicks had 15 offensive rebounds. Um, surprisingly, Sacramento had more second chance points. It was 20 to 15. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there are times you look out there and it's, you know, as well as Metsu has played through this stretch, I think you have to be honest and go uh, having some more size would be beneficial. You yeah. know, they go to the bench and Hartenstein's coming off their bench. And he's a guy that I don't feel like uh, the Knicks have used like previous teams have used him. I know our guy Pernil in the chat was talking about him in discord. Like he was like a passing threat. He had 11 games last year where, where he had five or more assists. And you think about, all right, in a motion offense, having a big with some size, that can pass the ball. Who's big, can maybe block a shot, get a rebound. Even tonight, Hardenstein had nine rebounds. He had three offensive rebounds. That's like a gettable guy, Dude right? Dude said it to me the other day. He's like, this is why I love Pernil. He just brings up such a good yeah. point with Hartenstein. And that was someone who we obviously talked about a little bit in the G League a couple years ago when we were calling some of his games and just his development yeah. in the league and what he's been able to he was add. He with the Clippers right, last year. Right. And so, yeah, you got, you got to look at those gettable pieces that you yeah. do want to play besides Sabonis because Metu doesn't necessarily have that girth. He can play above the rim. He can be a lob threat, but then you're seeing in times there's those mismatches and you're like, well, shit, what are you going to do? Ooh, let's uh, check in with our guy. It's rare to hear from him. Ooh. Must be a King's loss. Cause Lizzie's here. What's up, Lizzie? 
Yo, what's up, Jason Mo? Wow, Lizzy, when the beam's lit, Lizzy nowhere to be found. But man, when that beam's not here, he makes sure to hit us up on night chat. Deuce, when the beam is lit, I'm standing outside the arena. Right, you right, know right. I'm at all, all the games. <laughs> oh man. I, in fact, I'm going to the game on December 23rd when they play the Wizards. So it, I think it, the beam will be lit that night. Whoa, I'm going to be there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's not jump too far ahead. Um, Yeah, what, what's on your mind, man? Well, speaking of the Wizards, segue. I was calling because I'm upset of, about the Kuzma slander, dude. Why are people hating on Kuzma? He's a good young player. Who's it's hating on? Okay, so you're he's you're, talking about the people in the chat. Oh, in the chat. Okay, yeah, I was confused because I'm us. like, I don't know who's hating on him, but yeah. Oh no, do some more. You guys are like basketball intellectuals. <laughs> okay, you understand. Okay. Other people don't understand. <laughs> hey, you be um, nice. Yeah, but I'm just saying, age-wise, Kuzma fits the Kings timeline. I think he's a more consistent player than Harrison Barnes. And I understand you say, oh, I don't know about giving up Davion. Considering the trades and moves Kings has made, they're about winning now. So instead of waiting for the offseason, I say you keep trying to build now. I, the, the question that you just have, though, with Kuzma is, do you want to pay him? Because if you're yeah. trading him and Kuzma can opt out, um, so next year he has an option worth $13 million. Kyle Kuzma is going to opt out. Uh-huh. Are, do you want to pay him? And... Is and if you pay him, you're probably going to, have to pay him long term, and you're you're talking in the twenty million range, which I don't think is absurd, depending on where in the twenties that yeah. lies. You also need to be confident that you believe Keegan can play the small forward position. I think Keegan has shown like, oh yeah, I think he can play it. If you had concerns about it before, I think Keegan has maybe eased those concerns when they put him in at the three. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, I, I, I'm mixed on it. I am. I think he's a good player. I like his athleticism, his size, his scoring has jumped up dramatically this, this year. Season, this season, he's yeah. averaging over 21 points a game and rebounds. He's averaging close to eight boards a game, okay. shooting like effic- pretty efficiently uh, from the field, 46% from three point land 33 percent, but that it's like we take seven and a half a game and that's and that's something but that could too. be the product of the offense exactly exactly is that the style that you are putting him in are you changing things around because of him um is he still capable of developing that shot at this age so yeah there's there's still things with kyle kuzma that are really positive to add and especially when you look at some of those rebounding numbers yeah well, I agree with everything you guys said. What, um, where, I, hold on, wait. Where do you land with PJ Washington? Who that name's oh. been brought up a lot. Yeah, PJ Washington's cool. I like him. He's a good player. I think he'd be pretty solid. I just think Kuzma would have a higher ceiling than him. But you could get PJ Washington for cheaper. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so hey, uh, we we haven't talked to you in a while though, man. Overall, the Kings are fourteen and eleven, man. How you feeling? <sighs> man, dude, I swear. <laughs> Okay, the Kings are good. I'm very happy for you guys. I want to note in the offseason, I said, hey, I like Mike Brown. I like Herder. I like the moves yeah. you guys made. So I wasn't hating. The only person I was questioning was your leader. And if he's hitting the three, that's all good. I'm quiet. I don't got nothing to say. So I'm very happy for everyone in Sacramento. I'm happy for all you guys. <laughs> Okay. I, I like it when Lazy tries to pretend like he doesn't root for the Kings because he's a Miami fan, but he watches yeah. the Kings. He and goes to games at all the time. games. Yeah. And, but anytime he starts talking about it, he goes, well, you guys. Yeah. Lazy, you you're, root for you're part of this most. community. Get out of nice here. try. Oh, man. All right, Lazy. Right. Good hearing from you, man. <laughs> Bye. Sleep dreams. He was going to say, my bad. Sleep my bad. dreams. Speaking of sleep dreams. Oh. Nick? It's that time. What's up, Ducemo? What? Hi. Well, Nick. Why do you sound? How are you? Oh no no no. Okay, Nick. This Nick, you, you, I I this feel is... like. Can I be honest with you, Nick? Can I be honest? Yeah. There. Oh, you Nick, missed it. Oh, there you go. Nick, are you doing a bit now where yeah. you just call in with stuff on your face? That's your gimmick. Are you doing that? Are you? Was that on purpose? Was that on purpose? <laughs> no. Nick, it's still no, on no. your face. Excuse me, Morgan. I'm sorry. I have to. I can't move on. Nick, answer my question without laughing. Are you intentionally joining Night Chat on your call with stuff on your face? Are you doing that on purpose? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I didn't, my bad? No, 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 that's, no, 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 no. Are you doing it on purpose, though? That's the question. No, I'm not. Because if you were, Nick, it would you be really had, funny. Was that mashed potatoes? 
No, I had back around these. Okay, colors. okay. Let me ask you this, Nick. The <laughs> next question. You're on the stand right now. This is like you're on trial. When you eat the macaroni salad, do you eat it like without utensils and you just stuff your face in there and like Ooh. rub it all over and eat that way? Like how? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Judge Morgan. Fine, he's guilty. Oh, guilty of sloppy eating, Nick. That's why you. That's why you just need to eat pizza, huh? Because then it won't go all over your face. <laughs> I've just never seen that. Oh. All right. What, what's going on, Nick? What's going on? Well, we we lost tonight, but oh. I know that I know we can be better. And you know, I saw Morgan on NBC Sports, but you know. Why not be on NBC Sports on Tuesday? Why not be on NBC do you, Sports? Do you think that Nick is forcing the why nots at this point? No, Just not at all. Bit. No, not at all. Now it's, it used to be why not win. Now it's why not anything. It's why not wake up. And I think it's why the, not go to the bathroom in the morning. I think it's morning. the greatest way to live life. And that's why I appreciate your outlook on life, Nick. I do. And, and you'll be out pregame with, with Kenny or Matt Barnes. I don't know. I'll have to look at my schedule. <laughs> but, and Stod the Kings will play on Tuesday, the same night. Yeah, yeah. Nick, how do you know our entire schedule every week? Because <laughs> I do. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anything else before you go? I do have to say, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to win the next game. Yeah. Why not win the next game? Why not? If I was coach, I go in the locker room. I'm telling my team to play better defense. Go out there and win your next game. What about the offense? What would you tell them about that? Stay on your man and guard him. Oh, what about what about when they're trying to shoot the ball? What and and take better shots? What would you tell your team then? To go and drive it up there. Yes. Get the paint touches. You're right. Get the paint touches. Kick it out. Attack. And we should not have lost today, but New York Knicks had to beat us today. We did not have good defense today. Good job, Nick. Have you been to New York? No, I have not. Okay. All right. Well, sleep train. But, uh, oh. Hey, but why not be at the Kings game on December 19th against the Charlie Hornets? <laughs> why not, right, Nick? Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. <laughs> it gets better and better. I love when he's ready. He's like, all right, I think, sleep, dream. I think one of my favorite parts post-night chat is just seeing the reaction from people. <laughs> I love him so much, man. That you guy, guys are so awesome. He had so much food on his face. It's his gimmick. They dude. missed it, too, because you didn't have it over. It was all over his face, and now it's been almost every night chat. I love it. It's such a great bit. He's messing with you. I mean, I feel like... If we ever launch a new edition of the Nick shirt, there has to be food on his At face. At least a little piece. There has piece. to be a little food a on little his piece. face. Yes. That is so awesome. Joe in the chest says, why not make Brock Purdy your franchise quarterback? Ooh, why not? Why not? Dude, leading into the game, just him talking about Tom Brady when they were like, um, oh, you know, the media is, you're going up against Tom Brady. What's that going to be like? You know, it's going to be awesome and everything's just going to be awesome. And I'm just excited because it's going to be awesome going up against uh, Tom Brady and just awesome playing out there. He said awesome like seven times. Good for him, man. He looked good. Yeah, he, he did. Awesome. That was amazing. He looked awesome. Looked awesome. Get yeah, it? Get it? Good bit. Um, any other thoughts, Morgan, before we wind this down? Um, we're going to be live again late, late on Tuesday for King Sixers because I have a game in Stockton. Yeah. Game in Stockton. San Francisco. Um, no, I, I think I, I, watching this game after the first quarter, I remember thinking in my head, like, ah, Night Chat's going to suck just talking about this loss. It just never felt like they had it. And like I said, even when Randall went out, even when Brunson went down, they never had an extra jolt of energy that we've seen the battle in some of these other wins and even in some of these losses uh, for the Sacramento Kings this season. So you're going to have some of these, but hopefully the response is just much better. I'm interested in just seeing if we learn anything new about De'Aaron Fox because he hasn't played since that game against Milwaukee. Um, the Kings next game is not until Tuesday. So that's almost a week off at that point. Yeah. You know, do they, you know, how's he feeling? Do they try to, Give it a go on. I mean, he was questionable tonight. Yeah. 
It's but, not like he was ruled out at the start. He was questionable leading into the game tonight. And I'm with you, though, going into this back-to-back. Like, let's just, let's save it for the second night of the back-to-back, but we'll see how what they end up doing. Well, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure to spread the word. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. We love you guys, but we got to go. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for being here. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.